So. Show is up to May eighth. Uh, it's a forty four eleven Montrose. Um, the the gallery is named David Shelton Gallery, and I want to thank David Shelton for even allowing me to to experiment and make this experimental lab residency in this gallery. Because you know this this costs, man. You know, mm-hmm. so it costs to be to be dark for two months and allow me to do this. Mm-hmm. And um and and he's motivated by doing something different and being creative. So it's great to have a gallery on it that's not motivated strictly by money. Okay, dope. And so this is up to May eighth. It's called DNA. It's about my personal ancestry and like just all the things that make me who I am. Welcome to another episode of Boys in the Barrio. Um, today I got a special guest with us today. We actually came and kicked it with him at his uh, exhibition. Um, I've actually had the opportunity to interview him a few times, but this one is, I feel it's a bit more special just because um, uh, after this pandemic, it's been a horrible fucking slump of a lot of stuff, just life in general. But uh, for me, it's a special one because I look up to a lot of people creatively and he's one of them. And for him to be doing this shit now, um, especially after last year, and for me trying to get back into this groove again and finding you know, my creativity and getting this shit going again, the podcast and things like that. So uh, for me, it's a special one. And I want to thank uh, my cousin for coming to and kick it with us. But today we got Robert Hodge with us. Again, thank you for coming and kicking it with us. Yeah, them, man. Right? Thanks for saying that, man. Thanks for, for showing up, man. No, uh, yeah, man. Thank you. I think uh, I, I always tell my wife a few things. Like, I always remember this, and I don't know if you remember, but the first time I interviewed you, it was at our studio in, in where we did the yeah, first podcast, yeah, yeah. right? But, you know, we were talking, and, you know, in our podcast, we always just have, like, open conversation, right? So it's always cool, and we're talking. And I remember bringing something up about being creative and feeling like, at the end of the day, we want to be creative. And, of course, we want to monetize it, right? Mm-hmm. You want to make money off of it. That's what we would love to do. But, And I remember bringing something up al- along the lines of, like, uh, man, sometimes I feel like I'm not making money. Like, what am I leaving, you know, my kids? Mm-hmm. You know, and you said something so important to me, which was, um, you're leaving this, man. Like, you know, she's going to go back and be able to hear this, you know. And yeah. this is what you're leaving, you know. Absolutely. And I always tell that to my wife, man, because she... We had another little one, right? So, yes. of course, all of those emotions start to, you know, that happened during the pandemic yeah, last yeah. year. And all of this just comes together as why I say this interview is so special to me that I wanted to do it again. You get what I mean? Because you really motivated me in that moment. And especially right now, you get what I mean? To come back and come out of a slump and be able to do it again and yeah, have man, you, bro, it, and you doing your thing, man. I'm, yeah. I'm just happy, bro. That energizes me, you saying things like that because, you know, I just worked so much like this because I was in a pandemic too and I didn't know what to do. And so my way of working through my shit is like just staying busy. Yeah. And it's also, maybe it's not the healthiest thing either. You know what I mean? But I, I didn't want to sit at home. And then after I got COVID, I kind of really turned up a little bit more. So, uh, let's go. Freestyle. What just happened? Oh. Oh. We got this new recorder. Can you do applause? <laughs> it would be nice. If, I think we can add effects to it. We just got it, but it's pretty dope so far. Except See, it I just want, plays I music. I want to do a podcast, so I want to have a beat machine program so I can like, do applause and say yeah. boo. Oh, yeah, yeah. All that kind of shit I can play with. Yeah, yeah, you could add that, definitely. Um, well, getting back to what you were saying uh, d- during the pandemic and all that, um, how did you stay creative during it, man? Um, I or have did no you choice. Have I mean, I just feel like it's... I had so many products already in motion that I couldn't stop, you know, and I could have, but people would understand, but this is not how the way I roll. And like I said, after I got sick, you know, you, we, we know, so 
everybody knows COVID is real, but when you get it, it's a different feeling because um, a lot of people think it's like some kind of some kind of myth or it's not real. And when I almost like died, I'm relatively healthy, you know. I smoke weed and all that kind of shit too, but you know. It was like that, man. Like it hit. You no, know, it was like, like bad. Like I thought I, was, I might die, so I had to really re- reevaluate my life. And like, I started asking myself the questions that every artist should ask themselves. And that's why am I an artist? What am I saying? Is what I'm saying important? Is it relative? Is it is it true? And so I kind of tapped back into that, and, and I was like, I just kind of said, Yo, if I get over this, I'm not gonna wait to 2022 to do shit. I'm gonna just keep going forward and push everything out. And so that's what I did. And so that's why I kind of like turned up. I didn't turn down. I was like, she almost died, bro. And, you know, I, I, you know, I feel like I've done a lot, but I'm not, not my, not, not what God has put me here for. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Shit, man. That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know you had caught it, man. Yeah. yeah I got it in June and, um, yeah, man, I was pretty fucked up. Like I thought, yeah, it was, it was really bad, man. Like I went from like, you know, it says it happened really quick too. It swoops in quick. So I see how people can pass if you have like these underlying issues yeah. in your life. Um, what also helped me was I, I did lung exercises. I was doing like yoga for the lungs and I made sure I walked even though I didn't feel like it. I walk a block one week and then, you know, try to do two, do two blocks. And so I think because I kept my lungs moving, I think that's why I kind of survived it. Because uh, when you just say, when you, because you don't want to do anything, it, it makes you want to lay in the bed all day. But if you do that, you're going to die. Like you got to keep those lungs. The lungs is a big thing. Yeah, my, my my dad actually caught it, like, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. And the same thing, yeah, they had him, like, you know, making sure he breathed and, you know, kept breathing and yeah. stuff like that. It's a serious thing, man. I yeah. mean, my grandma passed away from it in, back in uh, El Salvador, which is where we Oh, where man, I'm we, sorry, yeah. man, my condolences. So man. it is a real thing, man. Yeah. It's, um, But I just hope we get past it, man, because I think it's done. There's going to be a lot of... It's going to be a lot more. People. Yeah, it, it, the damage, I think, is just, I mean, of course, we just went through it, but I think what comes after, which is the anxiety, depressed people afterwards, is going to be a huge thing, man. Well, well, let me tell you why we're not done, because America doesn't want to take care of its people. Yeah. Like, other countries, they, they make sure they have proper stipends, and they're getting their salary, so they can really stay home and, 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 and ride this thing out. But because it's such a capitalistic society here, more people are going to die, because if they're open back up now, Texas is kind of back open. People are still going to clubs now, smoking hookah. And Bro, they're yeah. not going to die, but their grandmothers are and their aunts and their uncles, and that's going to be a lot of remorse. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not, no. I don't mean to be pessimistic, man, but it's like, it's not done yet. I don't know why the fuck they can't take care of us, man. Like, money is not real anyway. It's not backed by gold anymore. It's damn near like Bitcoin. Like, just, just cut checks, man. Let's yeah. stop for Like, this shit is, is backed by gold. It's not real. It's not, man. And that's why they want to keep it out. You know what? I'm not going to go this way because I'm going down a rabbit hole of a conspiracy theorist. Kind of information. I don't want to do that. Let's talk about art. Right, keep it. No, nah, but, but but bro, sometimes I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. Sometimes those conversations are needed, man. Because you need to vent sometimes, man. Because some of this we shit. We got to. I mean, I'm frustrated, is, man. It it's is. not real. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that's why they want to take away cash and make it a cash society because they can control you by your bank account. Yeah. I mean, they can literally turn your shit on and off like a faucet. But when you got cash, you can't control that. So you can still live underground, but. When cash is gone, oh, it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you don't stay sure. in line, we cutting your account off. Yeah, what that. No, but that's I said. We getting deep, right? That's, that was a deep waters right there. I don't know if we want to stay in the go, shallow we, end over here. Nah, I like going there, man. I think that's what comes out out of a time like this. It's like, yeah. oh, really? So this is what we're working with. This is like the the current has been pulled back. You oh know? yeah, we, we see everything now. Like everybody's like, oh. If you didn't know, now you know for sure. Now yeah. you know for sure because everybody, everybody's like, oh, really? We the, the stimulus checks 
uh, that reopening, everything, people are pissed off, people feel a certain way, and yeah, man, I think there's a resurgence. There's gonna be before and after corona, of course, everybody knows it. Um, like you said, you got, uh, like Belly said, Belly got um, reinitiated to be creative. You took it a certain way, and I think that's what everybody's at collectively. Yeah. It's like, man, before COVID, I, was, I wasn't doing this, and now after COVID, I am gonna do that. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, you're documenting it with your yeah. art, Belly's mm-hmm. documenting it with this. Um, so I think that's great, and I keep hearing this, uh, the Roaring Twenties. You know, that's what everybody keeps saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think that's and, what and, happened. But it's evident, like it's not, like I've heard it, people say it, but now I've, this is the first time I hear them say that out loud. I heard you saying how you uh, reacted to COVID. So yeah, I think there is going to be a resurgence in creativity and oh, people sure. being like, "Hey, coming out is enjoying this. life." Yeah, exactly. I understand why movie theaters were important and, and enjoying the beaches and enjoying yeah, 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 just yeah. eating outside and having lunch with your family. Like all that's going to be. You know, reunited in people like they took it for granted. You know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Movie theaters, damn man, we've lost so many landmarks. You know, so many restaurants, so many, but so many things that are important is lost because of the pandemic, and they wouldn't fully support it. Like, why wouldn't they support it? Yeah. yeah why yeah. couldn't rent just be halted for? As I'm saying, the greed of America is like it's it's astounding, man. How how greedy we are, and how unthoughtful, and how it's no more humanity here, especially in America. And that's why I'm leaving as soon as I'm able to afford it. I'd like to put that on the record so I can hold myself accountable when I listen back to this podcast in three years. I want to you're, be not, you're not the first one I, I hear say that, man. Oh, I keep some 100, you, you would, I'm sorry. I just, you, no, 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 that's no. cool. I love that, dude. That's me. That's me all day. Yeah. Let's go deep. Let's go into that rabbit hole, man. I love it. So you would leave? Oh, absolutely. I'm working on that right now. Nice. I actually have a DNA test right here in the back part of the gallery that I'm going to take on camera sometime next week. And then from there, when I get my results back, I'm hopefully I can, I can trace the tribe I'm back to which would allow me to get dual citizenship to an African country. And um, I would still come to America to make my money, of, of course, course, of course. To sustain my lifestyle in Africa until I figure things out. Yeah. Um, but I refuse to, to die in America. My blood cannot be in the soil of this of Hey, this, man, that's beautiful, man. Place. Sorry. Sorry. I wanted to say, would you say that that's the new American dream? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is leaving America? Like Chappelle did wherever it. Like you from, Chappelle did where it. you from. And, and, and take this information you have here. Take it back to wherever you from. And do good there. You know what I'm saying? I'm still an American. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. more useful in Africa, I think, than I am in America. That is my opinion. No. I, no, that's powerful, I, man. I agree with that. And I just thought, that, like, that's a new American dream. Like, go back yeah. to where you come and then build it. Come back here, like you said, make yeah. the money. You can use America as that. As just come here. Get the money and go back. And yeah, I think you know, I, I'm not buying the stereotypes they sold us anymore about what what Mexico is, what Africa is. Yeah. Like I've been to Africa, so I know that it's full of beauty, it's full of comfort, and I've never felt that way in my life. And so I need to. I, I want that feeling again. So maybe if I didn't been there, I would buy the I would buy the fantasy of like the poverty and the flies around. No, no, don't get it wrong. It is mad flies. I did go to a nice restaurant. I said, "How the fuck is everybody eating?" With all these flies around, <laughs> I'm still a little uncomfortable with the flies. But everything else, it is an amazing country. And so, um, you know, just to walk up a plane and smell these familiar smells and see the black mannequins. And I mean, I, I felt like my talent was really at the forefront of why I was able to do things there and not, not be a novelty or be like, you know, uh, we got we, we to gotta have an artist of color here. Let's call it it's Black History Month. Let's call it Robert Hodge to see if he wants to. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit gets old, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. old. It's tiring. Yeah. So. I like that, man. I like that. Oh, well, before before you get any further, we have a uh, Baba Roo Rob here, man. Just want to give him a shout out. He's part of. He you know he peace he peace jumped peace. in and this is a cat who I met recently, and uh, he's super talented, man. A uh, multi-dimensional. He knows how to work. You know, work his 
his magic in different worlds and really bring people together. And uh, I think that's our common, like our common bond. And um, works really hard too. And is and, and is amazingly talented. So I invite him because that the song I played for you guys, he has like the first song on the record. But besides that, he just he's become a new comrade, man. You know. Nice to meet you, man. Yeah. And Thank welcome you. to the podcast, man. Thank you for having me. You know, in El Barrio, right? What's the name of the podcast? Boys in the Barrio. Boys in yes. the Barrio. Yeah, yeah. I lived in uh, New York. And uh, in El Barrio, and so nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it brings back memories to the New York Barrio vibes. <laughs> oh, nice, cool. How would you describe yourself? Like what? Like what? what? Yeah. So I, you know, I am classically trained as an actor. Uh, so oh, actor dope. first, recording artist. Uh, I'm leaning more into the recording arts uh, yeah. with voiceover work as well as recorded music. Um, but I'm now starting to explore documentary filmmaking. Um, puppetry, um, and a few other interdisciplinary arts projects that are just allowing me to keep that creativity alive during this time. That all sounds amazing. He doesn't know, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna work him into being a visual artist, so I'm gonna work him to make, he needs to make these tangible things that can translate the things he's, he is into some kind of like object. And so yeah. I just told him that right now, he didn't know I, I was thinking that, but I think every artist needs to have that in their arsenal, like, because you're still a creative, and it's something you can make that people can relate to they can have in their homes like what what do you mean like a, like a piece of art like a piece of art yeah home? whatever you know print making or something i mean i just think people want that too man they want to they want to you know I, I try to get people a piece of my practice and whatever element they can either have space for or afford you know so um different tiers you know from stickers to paintings to nice whatever, albums and yeah i agree man because like you you're an actor right or, or like all of that like music um it's not necessarily art, but it comes with an album cover. It comes with a CD, a record. That's a different part of it that people experience. Because people always remember the first album they bought, you know, something mm -hmm. physical. So everything that we interact with as far as art has its music. You can't hold that, you know? Exactly. Like how you feel to, uh, when you see a painting, you can't actually feel that. But you can own the painting. You can own the album. So, yeah, I think that is something I, I like to do a cover, I like to do music, I like to do beats, I like to do all that, and it's all part of it. Like, it's not just one, you know? Absolutely. It's so many different channels to do it all. So yeah, I encourage that. I would like to see that, man, because uh, from what I hear from you, I would like to see some of your work, and then, yeah, add another one to it, right? Something that you could take home, something yeah. you can hang up on that the I should wall. definitely link up, man. He does film yeah, too, so yeah, definitely yeah, would be dope. Sure, I'm down, I'm in. Uh, you said uh, you moved from New York, how long ago? Oh, so I just went to school in New York. Uh, so I trained in New York and then moved back home uh, during the pandemic. Um, and also because New York is has a lot more uh, fish in the pond, whereas in Houston, you can be a big fish in a small pond. Mm. Um, from you know a grant making standpoint, you know the city of Houston is actually uh, pretty giving to the artist community here compared to other cities. Um, and so I was very fortunate to get grant funding for my arts projects, and that kind of kept me here in Houston. And then finding incredible artists like Robert Hodge um, that's, that allows me to feel like I'm still in an, on a coast like New York or L.A. is what's really keeping me here, because if I wasn't surrounded by greatness, I would have to pivot um, in full transparency. Because yeah, well, we try to treat it like that, because I know, uh, I mean, that's... That's the thing about Houston, I love it, but if you stay and don't travel, you can feel you, it gets very stagnant. I try to live like I'm not from here also. That's why I like the way he moves. He, he goes to a lot of events that I would attend if I wasn't working, but he, 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 he really works the city the way you should, which is 
supporting as many people as you can that are doing great things. And so, yeah, no, um, this if you just stay here in Houston, man, yeah. this shit could get yeah, get depression. Yeah, it'll, it'll fuck yeah, I mean, you up. It's not a lot of like like minded thinkers, so I try to keep the circle small now. Yeah, I'm very man. cautious about who I let in my in, in the energy. I don't care even they crazy. At least they got energy. Like you know, there's some people that's been around. It's been questionable, <laughs> but their energy is like yeah, 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 yeah. It's energy, man. It's moving. It's not stagnant, and I, and that's what I appreciate about. Even my wild friends that are like you know on the other side of the world. You sometimes know, you gotta yeah. Sometimes you need those little wild ones. You get what exactly. Mean? Hey, how does that make you feel? That for example, him right? Who he said you know um, it's people like you that keep them in the city, and you're actually one of the ones. I met you through Donkey Boy, yes. and um, I actually went through uh, one of his exhibitions here, man. And I I was I was in awe. You get what I mean? I was like, damn, man, this is badass. You know, like, and of course I had been to, to museums before, but I just. To be, he was talking at the time, and I think you had something else going. I think you had like a Q and A going on, but I had never been something like that. Was been so close to the artist where I could ask questions and yeah. shit like that. It was yeah. dope, right? But you know, as I started doing the podcast, I started seeing who was in the scene of art, right? Like who mm. was keeping it up in the city, and you're one of them. You get what I mean? So how do you feel to hear that? For example, in his from his position, you're one of the ones that motivates him to stay here. You get what I mean? I mean I'm honored because I, I mean, just like he, he feeds off my energy. It's vice versa. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm getting older, and so to have that young energy, you know, just, just accepting where you, where you are and growing, like you know, um, I try to control the things I can, and, and, and getting older is something I can't control. And so, yeah. But yeah. One, the one way I can steer it is like having great energy around me. Like I said, new energy and people giving their opinion, and, and you know, and and uh, talking about like different perspectives on art and life, and all that kind of kind of finds itself inside the work. And so, I'm always gonna be young at heart. Like I'm gonna be, you know, if I live to 80, I'm gonna be rocking some fresh sneakers. Yeah, I, I just keep up on trends. I, I I would I refuse to be that old motherfucker that look like whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't. I always know. I think, tell my, I, think it's, I think it's reciprocated, man. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah. For, you know. I always tell my wife now that you said that that uh, the key to staying for a Latino, a key mm. to staying looking young is you gotta rock the taper for life, like Daddy Yankee. Uh, yeah. That's like, how yeah. Daddy Yankee did. You <laughs> feel like, me? Yeah. Daddy Yankee rock, and I'm a barber, so I'm telling you the yeah. key is yeah. on the taper. That's what it is. That's how that man stays looking yeah. young. Dude. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with so you because I'm probably gonna rock a taper too. I'm Eating like 80 good, or having good people around you. Yeah, all true. those things make you you know, young, you know. But yeah. you know, true that, true that. You ain't lying. You know, neg- negativity it can drain you down. I don't. And I used to entertain that. I, I don't. I, I don't know. You might call it. A, it's not an arrogance, but like, so when somebody start telling me shit I can't do and why it's impossible, and now like, they have to get out of my life. Yeah, I yeah, immediately yeah. remove them now. I don't even entertain it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't. You know, I refuse to take advice from somebody that hasn't done anything. Like, if I'm taking advice, it's because I, I think I heard a quote. You know, it's like if you take somebody's advice, you you taking their lifestyle. Yeah. And so, you know, if if, if you're not living the way I want to live, uh, my brother, you can keep it to yourself. Yeah, I think for me, especially what you're saying, it, it kind of set in when I when I had kids, it changed for me my perspective yeah. a, a lot. Not that I, I wasn't, but I think now I'm more grounded on, on that mentality. Yeah. Well, your kids watch what you're doing. Yeah, so it's, like, it's, you know, yes. He, he saw me there with my daughter today. He was like, man, you kind of hard on it. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I said, well, she does great. I let her know. But when she does mediocre work, I also let her know. I'm yeah. not the daddy would be like, oh, that's a great drawing. I'd be like, no, look at the eyes right here. Why is that hand longer, that finger? No, yeah. I'm giving you real critical feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she wants to be an artist, and I want her to – to really yeah, be I, successful, and so it starts at home, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I give her a compliment, she knows it's real. Like, I'm not like, oh, my great, my daughter's a, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm super critical, but in a loving way, you know, not yeah. tear it down, but like, hey, man, you know. And she is, from, you know, I, I found a drawing that 
I did at the same age as her. So she's by far a way better artist than me. I'm not going to tell her that, but like at, at, at eight, I saw a drone. I was eight. Oh, she's blowing me out the water. And that's what it should be. That's what I want. And it's crazy, man, that you bring that up because as a parent, you're always thinking like, man, I want, you know, my kids to be the best. You know what I mean? And I want them to follow what they want to do, their passions. But in this case, right, like you, uh, you said she wants to be an artist. Mm -hmm. I always look at, you know, these uh, famous, an example I gave is boxing, right? Like mm -hmm. you have boxers who their dads train them. And then later they grow up with this. Uh, I'm always like thinking like, and they grow up with this resentment towards their parent because they're mm -hmm. like, man, he pushed me so hard. Yeah. But then they're like, man, but I'm here. I'm and, here. I, and that's the, I've been battling that yeah. a lot. Um, and I guess from father to father, how do you, how are you working or balancing she that get out? over it. So, 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 <laughs> the, so the Serena and Venus and Michael Jackson, yeah, I'd rather yeah. have that than, yeah. than you on some loser shit. Like my dad didn't push me at all. I'd rather you yeah. be a great person saying, yeah, it's a little resentment there. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't push it that hard with resentment. I'm telling yeah. her like, you know, I don't care what you want to do. I'm, I'm experimenting with my kid on an uh, idea of freedom and what that feels like to say, I'm supporting you whatever you want to do. Because first of all, I'm going to have enough money. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then life is short to be like, you have to have expectations. That's what I'm telling her. Don't be an artist because daddy is. Yeah. Like, do what you want to do. I'm going to support you. Yeah. Just try to be the best at it. And I think, you know, that's the way I'm going to approach things. I didn't have that kind of support, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I yeah. just want to see what it feels like to be like, yo, whatever you want to do, I'm riding with you. And helping her. And like, not just saying that, but putting her in the classes, doing things with her so she can understand how to do it really well. And if she changed her mind, cool. Then now, so we going this route now. Yeah. But, you know, I, it's experimental. And I mean, it, you know. And then that's the thing, that there's no rule book to this shit. There's no, not, there's no book, man. You can live with me forever. It's always a room in my house <laughs> for you. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Thank you for that because, like I said, I mean, I think it's uh, – I always like to hear a father's perspective when it comes to that. To yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing I admire about the like Latino community. It's like I see a lot of I see a lot of living together and figuring things out. Even in the Asian community, like you know, the African American community is really about not. No, I'm not trying to generalize, but really, it's, I feel like the support is not there. Then at 18, they be like, "Okay, time to be an adult." Yeah. And nobody taught you how to be an adult. Nobody told yeah. you about credit or you know yeah, yeah, saving yeah. money or you know anything you really need to be an adult. And so those things are, are you know. Those things are super important. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting her started really early. Nice, um, man. So she's dope. on the fast track to being an adult. So she's eight. And, I, and she's acting like she's 13. I like that. So <laughs> she'll be ready That's at 18 dope. to go out in the world and really be successful and be comfortable in her own skin, you know. Dope, man. Dope. So pandemic happens, just to bring it back. Pandemic happens. Is this where the inspiration came for this exhibition? No, no, no. I tried to leave my personal feelings out of the work. I don't know if that makes sense because um, just me studying art history, a lot of my, my favorite painters, they made, they made this really personal work from their inner feelings. Mm -hmm. And when things got really bad in life, they committed suicide. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to keep my work on things that are about me, but much bigger than who I am, mm -hmm. which is, you know, history, legacy, um, storytelling about my culture and mm -hmm. things that are important to me for, so that people can understand and know. So I see this work like a giant diary. You know, when I find somebody new in life or some new information, I find an incredible person of color every day that did something I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I just try to make a painting about them or a drawing or some kind of some object that, that honors them. And so why it's about me, because I'm connected to them, which is why the show is called DNA. Mm -hmm. It's really about being something bigger than me, which keeps me making the work. Mm -hmm. So even when I'm fighting with my wife or I'm depressed or whatever's happening, I can still be making my work. Correct. So I know there's artists that, like I said, they, they go too deep, like, you know, 
uh, Rothko and all those kind of guys, they can't sustain when things fall apart because all their work was really internal. And, you know, that's the way I separate. There was a lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion. Exactly. That's, really it is, that's in the work, too. I mean, but it's, it's kind of removed, too. I can keep making it. Yeah. It, it becomes like, okay, I'm super depressed. I'm going to make work. And it makes mm-hmm. me feel better. But gotcha. I don't know if I would be doing that if it was so tied to my emotions. And, uh, you know, I probably would have shutdowns of why I wasn't productive. Mm-hmm. Man, I like that, man. That's very refreshing because so many times, like, we hear about artists from the past and they sound like they went through some shit, you know? Like, and people feel like, oh, I have to go through some shit. And people willingly go down that path sometimes of self-destruction to uh, try to come out of it with creating some good art, creating a a great album, a great piece of art. And then to hear that is so refreshing because you don't have to go down that road, you know? Um, That's... That's amazing, man. I, I think like you and I were talked about that one time, right? About how, like, Mac Miller, like, uh, uh, how he was going through such a dark place. Mm-hmm. But everybody in... It's a fucked up reality that we listen to the music, right? It's such good music. But what did it take this person to exactly. give he you that good music? Yeah. You're he so lost his life. is it really worth it? You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, Van Gogh cut his ear. Like, so many people were addicted to yeah. drugs, opium. <laughs> like, you know? And you think, oh, okay, that's just part of it. Let's just go crazy and create art. And if you yeah, I mean, me. I really, really young. I thought, I thought that you know, I, I thought it'd be cool to be part of the Twenty Seven Club. I remember when I was like yeah. twenty four. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna just wild out. Maybe I die twenty seven and a half. Like that shit is stupid as hell. Yeah, yeah. You know, you do not have to do that. You know, you can I'm live positive. <laughs> yeah, you can live positive. You have great energy. No, he's twenty seven. Yeah, I remember, right. you know, yeah, wasn't that long ago. I was like, yo, this is like, you know, these guys are up here, but you know, they they had to get a life for that. And you yeah. know, I don't, you know, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot, man. I like that a lot. Yeah. Like it, it, for me, it feels refreshing to hear somebody say that. Uh, you know, like a like a fresh breath. Yeah. Like, oh man, you're right. I, don't I know. Have you, to I know that's what they sell you, you. That you have to you exactly, know, exactly. You have to struggle. You know, I, I reject all struggle in any form for artists. You know, I like that a lot. Man. And once I also said that, things shifted too. You know, I thought the struggle was part of it. You know, like I tell people, I ride a bike because I want to, not because I have to. It's not my only mode of transportation. Nice, man. And a lot of people think they have to be, and it's like, I have to live this way. And it's like, no, you don't, man. You can you can be, you know, plentiful. You can have abundance. I mean, that's what God wants for us. I mean, you know, so, you know, those things kind of got to, you got to work yourself through. But, you know, I, 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 uh, I accept the private plane and the apartment in New York and, and my house in Africa and my house in Mexico City. Things are coming because I, you know. You know, you have to you have to speak life into it. So, I love it. Cause I would say for everybody to say, "Well, I, I I speak abundance and everything you want out of being creative because you can have it." I love that, man. People, I receive people that. Need, please yeah. receive. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I, I do that. receive I that. that. <laughs> Thank you. I that. Yeah, I, it is received, bro. Please I appreciate that, it. man. Well, walking in here, man, I'll say this much: when I walked in, um, we just used the he used the word refreshing. I'll say the word refreshing too. Um, it was very relaxing, and I felt that it was, um, I don't know, like a sense of f- feeling grounded. Um, I, I guess I'm expressing my what I felt when I saw your, yeah, yeah, your exhibition right yeah. now. Um, I, I, I did see, uh, I don't know if you heard me, but I saw right here how you, you scratched out Hispanic. And, yeah, and yeah. It's Latino. It's my homegirl, Sav. You know Sav, who worked with David Anderson. She works with Heist. Mm. My name is Stephanie. No, no. I don't know. Uh, well, Stephanie Franco um, works with me in my practice and art. And, like, you know, she's like my, you know, she's going to be my, essentially my brand, you know, ambassador for what I'm doing. But she gave me those maps. And it's the first thing she told me was, I hate the word Hispanic. You know, yeah. 
I prefer Latino. So I immediately crossed out all the Hispanic language in the map and put Latino as a, out of respect because I know I don't want to be called color. You know what I'm saying? Like when they describe our people. So I, I just thought that was really important to start there. And the work kind of initiated about it kind of started about being about Afro Latino and, mm-hmm. and our parallels and why how we so much alike. And also, if we became together, we we'll be really strong here in America. But again, you know, it's just you know we have to accept who we are and what we come from. And you know, Texas should be a blue state, but a lot of people want that that title of being called white. And so, you know, I think that that kind of you know not to make it all racial, but I think that kind of shifts thing when you don't accept who you are, what your people did, and it's you no, know, this this is really you guys' land, man. You know, and we speaking like matter of fact, yeah. there should be no illegal immigrants yeah. at yeah, all. Yeah. Like, bro, that's just not. You know, so we can also go to deep in with that. So I respect and I honor that. I know that I know who really built this country, and I know how it's here. And so you know, it's just unfortunate that our people suffer the most um, that we kind of built this country. And so, and it's crazy that. Um, it's, we're talking about the two most minorities in this country, yeah. and they're the most divided, to be honest with exactly. you. Exactly. We should be doing and way more collaboration. Yes, you know? definitely. I agree with you. I think it would be a huge, huge power in this country if, if both came together. Yeah. But there, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of differences there. Who knows what the hell? But hopefully, future generations, we could start bridging that Absolutely. gap. And I'm, I'm telling you, I think the, the one thing is, you know, like I said, man, is if you accept it to the, 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 the culture of, of whiteness and, and you have privilege, I think a lot of people take the opportunity. So yeah, if they can pass, they were like, I'm, I'm not really Latino, I'm, I'm Republican, and I, and I go this way and I understand mm-hmm. a life of comfortability, but you know, that's not really thinking about the whole totality of who we are and where we're going. Yeah, and, um, that is true. And again, that just goes back again to the uh, Amer- quote unquote American dream. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to have, you know, like yeah, a yeah, certain yeah. idea. And again, this is just from back in the 60s, 70s, just what was fed to the country. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what, this is the ideal way to live. This is how you should want to live. And yeah, man. Again, I get it. I get it. It's just, yeah. it's just short term thinking. I get exactly. why somebody want to live a comfortable life and be able to be accepted and not have the anxiety of things that we go through. I get it, man. But exactly. like yeah. I said, it doesn't serve anybody in the long run because they're, they're coming for you eventually. True. You exactly. Know? As we're, as we can see nowadays. And it's crazy because, uh, as Latinos, right. Our family just came to be honest that that was the goal. Just get here. Right. Yeah. And just get a better life. Yeah. But we always talk about this, right? Like being first generation here is like, we were kind of raised with the mentality from over there, but kind of like just cleaned it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we're, um, you know, so it's a weird balance. But what you just said, like going back, you know what I mean? My cousin has brought that up. Our One of our other cousins, he's always said he wants to get his citizenship back where, where we're from, which is El Salvador, yeah. which is a beautiful thing, man. And, and I think hearing you say, for example, you would go back and back to Africa yeah. and... um. I don't know, man. I, I, I definitely think that it's something that I think, Kevin, that might be the Ameri- the new American dream. You know what I mean? <laughs> it might be yeah, something that, uh, you know, it's up to us to push that. Because that land is beautiful and it's yeah. yours. And, like, you know, and and you got a new skill set that you can take back to your country that's really, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, really yeah. effective and they need it. You know, like, I, I, it, you know, me going back to Africa, I, I, I uh, just by being there for a month or two months, I started maybe seven businesses in my head. Because I'm such a capitalist and I know how to hustle that way that they're yeah, not yeah, even yeah. thinking about. Yeah, yeah. That it would be a great combination because they're they're super, super intelligent. But knowing how to make 
I don't know. It's a different way how Americans know how to just engineer things out out of out of nothing. I just think there would have been a powerful combination of like my American hustle with you know a traditional African yeah mindset. yeah for sure for sure. Because yeah. like I said, my driver he he spoke seven languages, and he was like he was just super. Uh, an amazing guy, but he was a driver. And, you know, he's asking me, you know, how many languages do you know? And I'm like, bro, a little <laughs> broken Spanish, English, it. But my hustle, I mean, I'm just saying, I just, I just saw all these, um, yeah. it was weird. It's like I could see a building being popped up while I was driving. It, I, I was just going crazy, like all the stuff I can do. But it was also very helpful. It, was, it, was, it wasn't taken away from Africa. It was adding to the culture, you know. So, um, yeah, I man, I think that's what you can take back home, and they would appreciate it. Yeah, I, I guess for us, our mentality was just, like I said, I think our parents just put it on us, like just we're here and it just kind of stayed there. You get what I mean? Like, this is it. You're here. Yeah. But to, to, to definitely think in that way, I think should be something that, to be honest with you, I'm willing to even explore that with my kids. You get what I mean? I, I, I told my wife about us getting our dual citizenship yeah. back in yeah. El Salvador. Um, but it was just like a, a comment, you know, but maybe it should be something to be start taking serious, man, because yeah, I think we are falling back in love with who, who we are. Yeah. I mean, I think our parents were, like you said, they was here for the American dream and it was like they wanted to blend in. They wanted to, they wanted to melt into America, which means kind of letting go of who you were. Some people didn't do it. Some people kept their pride and they kept all their things. But, you know, um, you know, my parents played it very safe. I'm, you know, my Nobody wanted me to be an artist. Everybody, you know, especially in the black community, they just want you to be a lawyer, a doctor, what, an engineer, accountant, maybe an architect. After that, man, you, you know, you, tell, you, tell me a little. You, you experimenting, you pushing the boundaries. Like, you know, you doing something that's that's not calculated, it's not cannot be quantified. You know, you don't know. I have no, I have no salary cap. That's why I became an artist. Like, you can't tell me what I'm gonna make. Tell me a little bit about that, man, with your parents. How, how did that uh, conversation go, or how did that play out for you? I, it's very weird. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. <laughs> I was an artist my whole damn life. I mean, kindergarten, went in Blue Ribbon. I went to middle school, did art. I got into art high school. I went to art college, and they thought I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> I'm like, is this Michael? Hello? Hello? I've been doing art my whole goddamn life. What do you think I was going to do? Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. I ever wanted to do. That's all I did, and I executed so I don't know why it wasn't support there. I mean, it wasn't, it's not that, you know, my dad literally told me I couldn't be an artist. My dad was an attorney. Uh, my dad was a, he was a taxi driver. He became an educator. He played for the Steelers. Came back home, became an attorney. One of the first black law firms there. Then became one of the first judges in Houston. So he was like, you're going to take over my practice. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not, you know, you, you can't be an artist. And so him not knowing how much I was just like him, that immediately said to me, I'm going to be an artist. Now, if you would have probably just been quiet and experimented like yeah, I did, yeah, 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 yeah. And just let me, you know, I probably would have worked my way to being a lawyer because I do love law and I do like to argue and I do talk fast. It would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm an artist. And so, um, yeah, so he was definitely not encouraging. But I will say before he died, he came to my first art show, my first solo exhibition, and I could tell that he got it. I could see him, like, looking around. I could see the pride in his eyes. Wow. He didn't say yeah, good yeah, job. Yeah. He wanted, he's old school. You know, he's from East Texas. But yeah. His energy was like, I get what you're doing. And so that was refreshing, you know. And my mom supported it, but, you know, to the extent she could. But, you know, they, they didn't understand. They didn't know how to give me advice on how to be successful in that. So I think that's what probably scared them. Because now being a parent now, I want to be able to give my daughter advice and kind of lead her. And I think they just couldn't do that. So they was terrified. Yeah, they just play it safe. Yeah. It's kind of like like my mom, right, like uh, job hunting. When I've told her, hey, I'm going I'm, I'm to do this, I'm going to do that. 
She's always like, no, you're good. You know, you're good. But it's just that, you know, play it safe mentality. Yeah. You yeah. get what I mean? But we got to take a risk, man. Fuck, fuck that. What kind of life is that? Yeah, got to. I just want to say that's beautiful, man. Hearing about your dad. Um, your solo exhibition. So was it like an exhibition like this? Just all you Yeah, yeah. When I first started, I was doing music portraits, and which okay. is not far from this, but portraits was my way of drawing people in to the work because mm-hmm. also it's a certain aesthetic that I think people love about art and I think portraits was a way to introduce people to what I was what I wanted to do okay. and so that's why when I that's why I love artists like Kanye West because I recognize how he drew people in oh yeah and then like, he went total left mm-hmm. and those people followed but he had to get them in with the backpack and you know mm-hmm. and then he just like kind of took them on a different journey oh yeah and so and they learned the the foundations to like the fashion industry like they interned at the top fashion industries yeah in order to be even accepted, right? And even then it took a while for them to pivot from the music industry into the fashion world because high class fashion was, there's a certain expectation, yeah. experience, all, you know, very similar to the visual world where you kind of have to have a credential, like credentialism is kind of how you make your money or how you make more money. Even with credentials in the fashion world, it was just it was just really about I'm not letting you niggas in this world. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like he had the money, he 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 had the talent, but they didn't want to give him access to the factories, which is how you really become wealthy. Like they wouldn't give him that access. They wouldn't tell him how to do that. Yeah, and he had to um, intern. Like you had to say, you're just like everybody else. When he already had that status, you know. Yeah, but they don't care about that because that's the status that that, to them that's like that's that rapper, but who cares, you know. That's crazy. But, you know, he I, I commend him. He broke into it. I mean, oh, yeah. $6.6 billion, man. Yeah, you know, hey. that's only the top of what he's going to see. Like, he's gonna, he, it's going to be something different. Yeah. That's vision, man. I mean, I don't agree with, you know, I, I just want to say this for the record. I don't look at my, my, like, my artistic heroes as political figures. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about what Kanye is talking about with politics because he's not a politician. Oh, yeah. And I don't look for him like that. I think we got to stop looking at these celebrities also, like, to get everything from them like that's not i get my music from kanye west and that's it yeah anything yeah. else is like what are you what are you doing yeah. listen to kanye when he's talking about politics i'm i'm the same man yeah um yeah you just have to i think some people have a hard time understanding that people people can be different people in different places you know hey man he was making soul music back in 04 and now yeah. he's making other stuff and that's great i mean all of it is great but yeah, I think people expect people to stay one way. And you can't, not, you know? not guys like that, you know? No. No, I think you can't tell, uh, come on, we, you just said a creative, but you can't tell them, don't do this, the more that, you, yeah. it's like you, when you say, <laughs> your dad oh, was like. Tell me, hey, man, I, I love that penny you made, like, in 2005, can you make me one like that? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? You should have caught the, the wave, like, this is what this is. I'm not even doing this anymore. It's, I got something new in my hair right now. I just have to have time to make it. Yeah, and the more you tell somebody like Kanye, hey, you can't do that, the more he's going to push to do it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like the fashion thing. I mean, that was a huge thing. I, um, we were listening to the, the podcast, what he showed me, his podcast called uh, Dissect. They break down, you know, different artists, albums and stuff. Man, that dude's a genius, man. I yeah, just got to say that. So yeah. much ridicule. Musically. So, so, so many jokes thrown his way doing that. So many, so so much discredit. And look, look where he is now. I mean, man, and I will now. say this, man. Sometimes I think uh, it, it it gets you know people fuck it up because of the whole you know everything he says and all this shit. But the dude is actually, man. I gotta give him credit when it comes to being 
recognizing other people's talents. Like, for example, yeah. that, right? Like, if you're in the room and you just say some shit and it pops up on the, on the track, he gives you fucking... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Credit. He credit. He can, yeah. Exactly. He's fair with Dude, publishing it. And he's actually built careers. So most yeah. people will use you and you have nothing left, but he's made those people that... He like you know that 808. That's that's all Kid Cudi sound. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But Kid Cudi's a superstar now, and so is Travis Scott. So yeah. when he borrows from you, he gives you back a career. Oh yeah. Cause that's how he stays fresh. Like you said, we talk about young and older and and new energy. Like yeah, he might borrow some things, but in return, he gives them a career. And a lot of artists, a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, like, man. You don't know who who was on Dre tracks. A lot of Doctor Dre tracks are not him. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Scott Storch and all these other and hit all these other guys that made that. But Dre kept credit and then. Develop those people, so yeah, 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 yeah. you know I give them credit for that as well. You know, yeah, that is another aspect of uh, being a good artist is uh, recognizing it and putting it where it needs to be. Because I mean, I think that's how they did. He works with his music. He's like, all right, I know who I can put on this beat. I know who I could help make this beat what I need it to sound. You know, yeah. being able to. And why don't I take away from him? I'm, I'm, I'm my own genius. He's his own genius. Yeah. I'm gonna give him credit for his work. That's and then not, growing people, that's not man. Anything about my work, and if you think that, it's a problem, you know. Yeah. And growing people, you know, along with the way, you you know, teaching that. people. You should Which, change your life. man, I gotta give it to you too, Rob. I, every time um, I come around you, you have somebody. You get what I mean? Like for example, right now it was yeah, you, right? But yeah. every time it's somebody, man. You're just yeah. always like, yeah, I'm working with them. I'm teaching them this. I'm teaching them that. Which, man, that's dope, man. I gotta give you. That's what we do. I mean, I, I, you know, once again, it's. It, I think everything is a reaction. Like, I could be a person that was the opposite way because I didn't really have any mentorship. So I could have stayed bitter and say, I'm not going to help nobody. Fuck everybody. You're on your own. But instead, I say, I'm going to do the opposite. That's just the way I am. So I just, like, instead, of, instead of, I just internalized what I didn't have and the trauma and then just spin it a different way when it comes out, which is, like, the opposite of that is, like, love and understanding and grace and, yeah. you know. I mean, I go through shit too. I mean, somebody does something pretty fucked up, like once a once every two months. Something, you know, it's a lot of disrespect that happens too when you try to help a lot of people. But you know, I don't, I don't stop because I'm always gonna meet somebody like Rue Rob or somebody like like B or or just somebody who's amazing who appreciates it that we all can grow. So it's like you know, I don't know, man. How do you Sometimes think- I feel like, man, I'm I'm done. I'm close. I'm closing shop. But that's not that's not the way to do it. That's beautiful because you're also helping out other Houston artists, you know, which I think that's what uh, he said that uh, he didn't, he, if that wasn't here in Houston, he wouldn't be in Houston, you know? And I, and I feel that, and that's why I'm so, glad he's here. I'm glad he's here. I mean, we need him here. And more people that are like him need to come back home and know, like, Houston is growing. We can really change the city. But if you're creative and you got, and you got juice and you got stamina and you got, and you got, um, you got, um, What's the word I'm looking for? You got resilience. Um, if you are, are, if you care about the culture of the city, come home and let's work. Yeah, yeah, because uh, people love to leave Houston to. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Sometimes I'm, 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 I'm saying I'm not perfect. I'm not going to lie to you and say oh, I just love Houston. It's, no, I get frustrated. I, sometimes I wake up like, why the fuck am I here? Especially when I sit at a or see somebody who my contemporary who's getting like. Who's, who's getting major money? Because I know they they get it because they in L.A. and they have access to people in New York. Yeah. You know when New York does an article on like the top ten artists under forty, they're not going all across the country. They staying in Brooklyn. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying that's in Manhattan. That's like that's in New York. So it's not fair. So it, it makes it seem like that's where all the talent is, but it's not. That's a local yeah. editorial. It's a, lo- a local publication, but it seems like international because it's New York, but it's not. And so I get it. I mean, I try to you know it, it, it's it's cool to be fluent, but I'm just saying come home. Have you a uh, something here in Houston that you can come home to? 
I'm not saying don't travel, don't be in New York, LA. That's oh, important, but yeah. you know, come home, do things at home, do shows at home. You know, where do you where do you think the art community is at right now? In Houston. In Houston, I think it's a really good place, man. Honestly, I I think the visual art scene has grown tremendously, while the music scene has stayed stagnated. And I and I and I I, I want more for the music scene here, because it, it can be something great, but you know, it's just I don't know why it's just not there yet. But the art has definitely has has definitely grown. And expanded, which is a good side way. You were showing us some music before this. Can you talk yeah. about that a little bit, or what you've been yeah, working yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it's a it's a show that's about to close. Which it closes tomorrow. Uh, Sunday. It's called Sunday at the Contemporary Arts Museum. Um, that is on Montrose, and um, the show is called Slowed and Throw. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead. That's right, man, dude. I swear, like. That's what you saw him today on, Dude, on the campaign I, take over. I seen him pop up and I like, yo, I just seen him somewhere. Yeah. Where did I just see him? That's where it was. I saw him on the uh, cam he took over the Instagram. Instagram page. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's trippy. That's yeah. a, you, you can't make that. Shit. I know it's right. Well, it's okay, wild. so you work with them? You work with? Oh, so so actually, so actually, um, I I contributed um, to the the album, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but. Uh, from the Slowed and Throat exhibition, uh, I actually, as well as Rocky Rocket and a few others, birthed um, the nonprofit wing of Screwed Up HQ, um, which is at uh, 3538 West Freeway, uh, where DJ Screw's record shop, uh, the new location, is, um, just to preserve and archive not only DJ Screw, but other members of the Screwed Up clique, which my father was a member of. And so, um, as a second generation member, um, I thought it was important to leverage um, the beautiful work that's happening in museum spaces um, and ensure that there is a pipeline towards sustainability mm -hmm. that ensures that preservation, archiving, um, and restoration uh, can, can take place in ways that probably won't be prioritized if it weren't for this opportunity. So. Uh, I'm now serving as the executive director of Screwed Up HQ Nonprofit, and we're, we just launched a capital campaign, which is we're going to restore the sh uh, restore DJ Screw's original Impala, 1996 oh, shit, Impala on, on Blade, in addition to uh, re uh, renovate the screw shop and add the enhancements it needs, the technological savviness that can allow it to generate three, four, five, ten times the amount of revenue. Um, in ways that it can be a cultural heritage site for people that are visiting Houston. That is beautiful, man. Because you is. know it's in the hands of people who care. Care. Because uh, so many times, man, like, screw is the biggest export out of Houston, right? Like, people yeah. love to put that on there. And sometimes, if it's not coming from the right place, you might enjoy it, you might mess with it, but you know deep down, like, oh, man, this yeah. is 100% right. Well, it's, constantly, like it's constantly taken from the culture of school. Yeah, so, yeah. so now it's something in place where you can give back. Yeah. So like, you know, ASAP Mob, you can give back. Yeah. You know, yeah. All these, all these yeah. people, for real. I mean, not to call no, people out, but no, if people have that made a career out of school. You got, you got a place now you can give some money back to. So yeah. we can tap you to be like, hey, man, this needs to be built. You made a lot of money off the culture of screw. True. And you probably didn't know what to do. You probably didn't. So we'll let you slide. You didn't know, you didn't know where to put True. your money at. But now you know it's, a, it's organized now. You know where your money can go. So... Um, where's it at? <laughs> no, no, you're not coming from the wrong place. I don't right? think so either. You I don't think so either. It. I just, maybe before you didn't know, but now you know because now it's there. It's on the open. It's uh, it's being built, and now that it's built, people will come. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. I need to go to the exhibit, man. I I, uh, I been wanted to go. I just never found a time. And then the pandemic happened, right? It happened. Yeah. It started like right. And right they shut it down. It was like open yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. One of the best opens I've ever seen. Like the building yeah, was, was crowd was wrapped around the building. It was a lot of great energy. And then boom, pandemic happened, and yeah. they brought it back. And so now this record is just a reflection of that. So. A lot of the visual artists in the exhibition had a practice similar to Screw. So the curator shows those artists for particular reasons. And so same thing with the record. I, mean, I was like, you know, what a missed opportunity to honor Screw and, and, and new musicians here and the, and the selected SUC yeah. members and make something new, you know. And so bringing everybody together, young artists, new, you know, older artists. These guys are legends, man. But, you know, it's, it didn't mean more work like that happening. More legends working with new artists and bringing them along and, Exposing the world to them, I don't, I don't. I think that's the major disconnect with Houston and the music. Like, where are the mentors who are taking young artists and really putting them on? Where's the future, man? It's like uh, the truth is, we talked about age. They're getting old, man. The people that put Houston musically on the map, they're getting old, man. Where's the next? Where's the next? Are yeah. you looking for it? Are you are you concerned with it? Are you just worried about your new single? Yeah. And nothing wrong with that. You, artists should keep creating. I don't think because you're older you should stop. Yeah. But I think that you do have an obligation if you care about your city. To make sure that it is a scene there and it's better than the way you left it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's that's for sure. Yeah, you know, damn, bro, like they got the guys. They already rich, man. You rich. You got houses. You got all these cars. What what else do you need? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you still in the club taking women from young guys. You're like, <laughs> hey, man, come on now, man. Slow it up, man. That's like, hey, take the girl, man, but just help me out. Dude. Help me out, <laughs> man. <laughs> help me out a little bit, man. Um, no, but seriously, man. But that's that's all the record is about, man. I'm super proud of it. Um, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's the collecting mix of of uh, legends with this, these new great artists in the city. I, I really believe in, and uh, as I just wanted to make it be a platform just to highlight those artists. As simple, simple as that. So I mean, you know, I don't know what to say about it, but it's coming out soon. We're almost done. I nice. will announce the date soon after. When I turn the record in, then I'll announce the date when it'll be out. But um, anyway, the show is traveling to San Antonio. It's going to Art Pace, oh. so I think the record will be ready then. You know, so. We'll do a release here, too, in, in San Antonio. And hopefully it goes to another museum, another space. Man, that's else, dope, man. man. Yeah, potentially Seattle. Yeah, that'd be Conversations great. today yeah. uh, with Pop Culture Museum. Yeah, they should. I mean, I think they should travel uh, the country. That's a great show. Museum in New York. Uh, yeah. Damn, that's but, dope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's my hope. My hope is that it, it travels the country because it's a it's a, it's a an easy, digestible show. And, um, Coach, I mean, Screw deserves it, man. And so. Screw love. Yeah, man, that's that's badass. This man created a, his own genre of music. I don't think people understand. You know, you got hip hop, you got country, blues, and you have a screw. And shout out to Daryl Scott too, man. Daryl Scott may be maybe a co-collaborator to create the screw thing by accident. You know what I'm saying screw being a, a student of Daryl Scott and, and calling him all the time and asking why he did certain things. That mentorship made screw. That's what I'm saying. When you have a mentor, everything changes, man. Everything to be able to call somebody and ask, "How do I do this?" and "Should I go left or should I go right?" Somebody to give you honest advice is really helpful. I uh, I want to go back to the album real quick. Um, this isn't your first time doing like an album, right? This is my third record. Third record, yeah. Because yeah. I was on your website and I saw that record. Yeah, the Station Museum, and then I did a record about Juneteenth in 2016, which is like I'm just coming back because you know when I dropped that record. Um, nobody really knew what Juneteenth was outside of Texas. So, you know, we try to make a push to kind of sell and tell a story about Juneteenth and why it was so important to the culture. Yeah. And then I have an album in San Antonio coming out about Robert Johnson, which is that uh, 
that Delta Blues right there. I made a yeah, record from that record, so we sampled that record. Well, of course, where it wouldn't be, you you wouldn't know we sampled, yeah. and we made a whole new record. So I found the hotel Robert Johnson was in, the hotel room, and we took a week and recorded a brand new record. Yeah, man. I, yeah, so that's, that, that record is fire. It's coming there. I made that two years ago. That's what I'm saying. So I do all this work, and sometimes it just takes a while to come out. So it looks like I'm consistently like just going yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. working, but it's like just planning things out, having some strategy because making a record is really expensive, man. Yeah. Shooting videos is, is costly. Man, I, I love all of this, man. It's just you, you, you're very good at everything. You know, this, the music, like you're doing everything the right way. I mean, I appreciate and it, that, man. And I think people see that. I'm seeing this, and I'm just like, okay, that's just how you have to approach everything. Like no, no, no half-assing everything. Yeah. 100% do it the right way. Cause even though they don't, they don't appreciate it in the moment, it's fine. Like I said, some things like I just heard this record by Alice Coltrane, who was John Coltrane's wife. I just heard it like last Sunday, and I've never heard this record before. It like changed my life. It's like this meditation record. I'm about to buy it online. That record came out 30 years ago. People, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I might make something that might not be for now. It might yeah. be for that time, and I got to be okay with that. Man, you know? yeah, because oh, this is amazing. Because yeah, 50 years from now, somebody's gonna. Have see your painting and then they're gonna see, see a record, record and then boom, yeah. boom. It's part of the experience, but even then, it's just gonna be that much more. Yeah, that's they amazing. They gotta have it. And my and my daughter will have stacks of records that she can sell for whatever. You know, this is straight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I might not be the direct benef- benef- benefit benef- benefactor of my own work, which I don't believe that. But in case I don't, I'm okay with my great great grandkids. You know, having a lifestyle and. Looking at this dusty oil painting of me and saying, I don't know who that guy was, but he provided this lifestyle for us. And that's all I really want. Yeah. You know, I want it for my daughter, but if no, I just, I, you know, I just see artists whose, um, whose work sustain their whole family. Yeah. I, I just think it can happen for us, you know, uh, artists of color. I think it's happening. I, you know, artists are selling their work at, at auctions. So, you know, one of my mentors who I don't know personally, but I, I follow his work, he sold, his, he sold a painting for $4.3 million. He's alive and well. So I know it's here now. So it's not like I'm I'm dreaming and I don't have any reference points. I know I have people who I look up to, who I who I follow, who they inspire me. I say, okay, if I keep working, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think that's the way it should go. You know. Oh yeah, man. I can't wait to. That's around the corner, man. That's I hope coming. So, man. That's coming, man. I, I don't receive see why it, not, man. Receive it. Receive oh, it, sir. You would know. You advice to the party. Yeah. You come like, you know how you gonna know? I'm gonna have a tattoo on my neck. That's my. That's how you know. <laughs> I want a neck tattoo, but I want to be able to. I want to earn it. So when you see that, you are gonna say, okay. Okay. He, he's, he's a multimillionaire. A- <laughs> What's your favorite uh, piece in here, man? Do you have one? My favorite piece is probably um, this one right here, the atomic with the with the with the mothership, and it's like drawing these heads up of like Sarah Vaughn and. And uh, Nat King Cole and uh, uh, Aretha Franklin. So the atomic bomb is like, you know, my, my old Satosa. That's why it says Tosa on it. Because it's like even when people of color, like, leave the establishment and start their own, they're still targeted and, and killed and bombed. Yeah. So you, you, say, you say, get out. We don't want you here. Cool. They start their own community. It starts to flourish and do well. And they bomb it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. say go to Africa to Marcus Garvey. Starts organizing, gets ships, gets certificates so people can get on the ship, and then he's in prison. It's shut down. So it's like, you know, I said a lot of this stuff is like I, like I told my man in the back, like this is a, we have a illusion of freedom in America, but we're not free. We're really still enslaved, but it's like we just thriving inside this mad system, but you really can't leave. I mean, unless you do get a dual citizenship, you're stuck here. 
Like, because when we tried, it was it's obvious. I, I have example after example, you know, of when we have independence. People of color in general, it gets demolished. Mm-hmm. It gets demolished. Man, that's powerful, man. And so, you know, this, this work is about inspiration. It's about legacy. It's about, and also the colors. And, like, my idea is, like, what do these paintings look like in the future? That's all. I want these paintings to be in the museum in year 4,000. I want somebody to be like, whoa, you know. Oh, yeah. They will be. Man. All these are powerful, man, straight up. I'm, I don't know. Overwhelmed's not the right word, like, but I'm taking in so much. Yo, man, this makes good. my heart happy because yeah. that's who I made the work for. Yeah. Like, I, I want to speak on a frequency that is really not about what color you are. It's like, do you understand what's happening in America, what's happening to people of color? Has this pandemic slowed you down to see how people are getting killed, how officers, how they approach people of color, how I just saw a white man like ram his truck into like a bank and pull out a gun and, and do all this wild shit. He got tasered, you know what I'm saying? And I watched a little girl that's 16 that, yeah, they should have been out there fighting with a knife, but she was shot four times in the chest. She's 16 years old. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. should have approached that scene with a taser, but he chose to kill a young girl. So it's like, if, you, if you're not watching, I don't know, you. so it's a lot of anxiety that, that's also in me right now. It's kind of coming out through the work. Maybe that part is seeping through. I mean, well, uh, for me, I, I guess that's why I asked if a lot had to do with, you know, because uh, we had the whole, you know, 2020 brought, I think it grounded everybody on reality. You know, everybody had time now to see what was happening. Now you had, you know, with life in the United States, you're on constant oh, you go. You so can't. you see if you, you stop swimming, you're going to drown. Yeah. So if you see something, for example, what happened with George Floyd, right? Usually it would have probably, you know, <sighs> well, your head. Yeah. But what happened was. America was ch- at the, the house. Out. Today I got time. I got time today. Yeah. I got time this month. Yes. Yeah. So what happened was everybody got grounded on that reality and what's really fucking going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there was no, oh, I got work tomorrow. No, it was this was reality. Yeah. Hey, sit on it, think about it. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, where do you stand? You know what I mean? And, where, I, where? and I know, I know, I know people that's not of color are tired of hearing about it, but. As I would say, we we're tired of experiencing it. So yeah, you, of course. If you just tired of watching it on TV, imagine what the fuck I feel like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like you just tired of watching it on TV, but we got to deal with this, you know, and, and it has to be dealt with. So was that justice that happened with with the with the George Floyd case? No, it wasn't. This man' yeah. life is lost, and until I see reform in law enforcement and in the laws in general, then it's it's nothing different. What are, what are we what are we celebrating? Somebody yeah, got yeah, killed yeah. two hours later. A sixty-year-old girl got shot in the chest yeah. four times. Two hours later. Yeah. So what? Are, what, are you, what are you in the streets celebrating for? Yeah. 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 Just questions. That's just America. Man, yeah, America's a crazy, crazy. It's a crazy place. place. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. Like when I leave, oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Like you know, and, and the things I missed about America when I leave is it's superficial shit. Oh yeah. Like McDonald's and you know, shit I should be eating anyway. Just like the how you can have whatever you want. When I came back from Africa and I went to a grocery store, I almost passed out because I forgot the access we have here. Like, you, you, don't see, you won't see you see shit like that in Africa. You won't go into an air conditioner store and aisles of food. Like, I forgot that we had shit like that here. I'm talking about, I was in culture shock when I came back. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot this is America. <laughs> anything I want, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Well, shockingly, when I visited South Africa, I felt the opposite. I felt as though because Europe had... Uh, economically because it you know South Africans used to have a higher currency than the US dollar so they had every product that we would need in America in South Africa and that blew my mind because I was like 
yo, the things, the superficial things I love about America, mm-hmm. they got it in the motherland. Yeah, yeah, let me, let me be very specific, certain parts. I was in <laughs> East Africa, so it's not like that. South Africa is definitely more advanced, <laughs> it's a little bit more Americanized, and so yeah, that's why people sure. like going there because it's, it's still you in Africa, but you still can have all that. Right. And not an East African player, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> I think it was Jamie Foxx, I, I was laughing when you said earlier that th- there was flies. I think it was Jamie Foxx's stand-up where he was like, that the, <laughs> the, the flies work out over there. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about I went to an upscale restaurant. I just couldn't. I, I was just like, hey, man. I mean, a guy was talking to me, and a fly like, flew right on his nose oh, and on his food. And he just, it was like, why his food was, why he was picking his food up, and the fly was still there. He just like, he'll leave. <laughs> and I was like, he I'm, knows to leave. I said, I'm just not ready for that yet. That's how I know I was like, I was like ready to stay when I, when I was okay with flies being all over my food and on my hands while I'm picking my food up and like still having a really meaningful conversation. I just like, I got to get distracted. I was like, hey, hey, bro, it's like 12 flies in your head. <laughs> so, Akon is very big on that, on on telling, you know, people to go back to. Yeah, yeah, Africa. for sure. I mean, he has his. I mean, Akon is brilliant. He's yeah, he's making some, his. He's I doing some he's, brilliant shit out that I would do if I had, you know, that uh, uh, ounce of a money. Because it's like, it is not super expensive. It's just, it's just like being yeah. a forward thinker. And he mm-hmm. is, man. He's making his own uh, currency, like his own, uh, I think it's called Acoin. All types of stuff. Yeah, he got right his uh, uh, Akon City. He yeah, like dude. A futuristic, you know, Bro, trying to make a Wakanda. That's and then he messed it all up by doing a song with Takashi Six Nine. What yeah. a like destruction of your legacy. Yeah, man. That was a joke, but I'm serious. No, yeah, I mean that little guy is trash, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, when I see about music, especially, I mean, they're just gonna do whatever. You know, I think Akon at a certain point, whatever's hot, he'll jump on. Yeah, obviously. That's but, a, I mean, he discovered T-Pain. He discovered Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. He made, you know. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah I agree, man. But Akon did? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No Lady Gaga without, without uh, Akon. I know, I know um, T-Pain. T-Pain. I think he actually had the opportunity, if I heard right, that he uh, to sign Drake, but he passed on him. I think so. Yeah, Drake is a hard sell back, in the, back when he came out. He was a hard sell? Yeah, being from Canada, you know, really, you know, if you close your eyes, I don't know if you know the group Little Brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Drake sounds just like Fonte. No, like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He sounds a, a exact replica of that guy. Like, you could tell that he, he just listened to Little Brother all day. Like, he completely jacked their style. Yeah, and I think, yeah, he said, I think he said it. Like, he, he. No, he, he said he, 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 he was a Florence Bob, but. to his first mixtape. Yeah, like, how about oh, you show him with some, uh, with some features and some, some career investment? Which, yeah, and it's funny because I just, I was just listening to them the other day and I was like, oh man, how come you just didn't stick to this? But he knew. He knew. He, he knew that that's not what's going to pop. Exactly. You know, like he could have just, just wrapped over. Night won the beach for the rest of his career. Yeah. He would have been set. I mean, but, but listen, he he really did do it. It just wasn't time for that. It wasn't time for that. And then you gotta you gotta understand that also Drake has a certain look. You know, yeah. those guys look a certain way too. Like yeah. it's still yeah. the music business. He got yeah. the light skinned you know, wavy hair kind of, of course. you know, pretty boy look. Them guys are a little bit more not as polished. I mean, it's 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 a superficial game, man. Doing music, you got to you know, you gotta understand that. Yeah, and then of course there's no. You could always tell he was just shooting for the stars. He oh was yeah, shooting for the underground, trying to be underground. Like and it, having that Wayne Co. sign was yeah. super important. Yeah, you know? big time. So it's all you know. It's, it's a lot of variables, man. But yeah, yeah shout out to little brother, man. That, that's 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 their style, and um, I know he gives them props. But like I said, I, I yeah. hope he cut them a check. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I just listened to the last album that came out with like last year, and mm-hmm. I was like. I was I was jamming some song. I thought it was a Drake feature. And I was yeah. like, "Yo, wow! I That's forgot how much he took from them." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. But then again, that just goes back to art. Yeah. Well, they say uh, good artists copy, great artists steal. Yeah, 
everything's on purpose, man. I think people know. You yeah. could always you could always tell. Just like everything. I love it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Um, my final question for Rob is this year, is this going to be your only exhibition or do you plan more this year? Uh, I'm done for this year. I want to put out those last two records and then I am, I'm disappearing. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he already said where, so. Yeah, yeah. But also just in my studio, in my house and just making new stuff. Nice, nice. It's time to recharge. Okay. Um, Like I said, I have new paintings in my head. I just need, I just need time and space to make them so we my next show you see whenever it is it's going to be completely different i and i don't mean we were talking before this but you were saying how right now you know your house is being renovated Renovated, and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like that man i don't know like i said dude i give you props man because one of the things that i was struggling with was um during 2020 like i said we had a a a kid during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and then we were moving you know we weren't living like we were living in a small apartment right Mm -hmm. but man i realized that I couldn't think creatively until I took care of my family, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, yeah. I was like, man, I need to take care of them first before mm-hmm. I could actually, de- you know, put these ideas yeah. out or what I have out. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you balance that, man? Because you're still putting this stuff out, man, yeah. while you were just telling me right now, like, dude, this shit is happening to me, man. And I'm like... Because this this is what provides that. Bet. So it's different when, you know, when, when I got a... I do. I, of course, I got. We all got hustles, but this is the main. Yeah, this is I the got main, you. you know, income that made the house possible. Not from the job that I do with public art. That didn't pay for that. I wouldn't have that. The art paid for that. So I have to, you know, make it a priority. And I have. I to, got you, know, you. You know, I'm a big fan of Chuck Close, and he said, you know, inspiration is for amateurs. So I push through every day, even though I don't fucking want to do anything. I don't want to look at art. I work on the background. I might, you know, send an email. It's just something you can do, you know. But, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I try to stay in that. And that floor that group. So I can keep that because I, I want I want this to provide everything. And so when I am depressed, I I, I, I kind of go back to gratitude because everything I have is from my my imagination. And, and gotcha. what, so that kind of make you feel different. Like, yeah, it's the newest car. I got you know I got some I got a lot of beaters. Like, but I I got them from creativity and they, and I own them. Like you so said, I own this house based off shit I'm doing from my brain that goes translates to my hands. I got God. you. So it's like a different kind of. It's a different flex. I mean, like, yeah, I did that from, you know what I'm saying? I don't know yeah, if yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand. I get it. Because it's been taken away. I'm like, yeah, everything else can be taken away. This, this is like the only thing that can't nobody take from me. And this right here, can't nobody take this from you. This is like, this, whatever your thing is, what yeah. you're doing, it's yours, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you got to develop sure. that and push that to where you can because it's yours. For sure, for sure. I feel good. I don't care if you made $5. You might get a check, a great check at work, but when you made $20, on your own from your brain, man, that's a different vibe, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, whoa, definitely. I just made, I just bought a house off my fucking, t- you know, this, fuck yeah, man, yeah. it's so lovely. It's fuck hard, yeah, but, you know. Dope. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah wherever you, in, yeah, wherever life takes you, man. Like Jay-Z said, put me anywhere on God, um, God's, God's green, green earth, earth, I triple my worth. That's you, man, yeah. that's because you'll, like you say, it's going to free your mind, man. That's beautiful. That's I know, I'm wild. Thank you, man, I appreciate it. I love that, man. Again, I'm gonna try. Just, I think I'm only gonna get wilder as I get older. I think I'm not gonna tone it down. Bobber is like, goddamn, this guy's saying whatever he wants to. <laughs> um, yeah, you could. You gonna get there? I'm telling you. See, he's 27. I was there. Yeah. I, you know, when he turned 40, he turned 40, bro. It's like people are serious. All oh, shit's go out the window. Like, yeah. bro, what can you do to miss you haven't already done? Yeah, like, you yeah. know, 
well, you gonna stop supporting me? I can go back to what I was doing anyway when nobody wasn't. Like, what's the what's gonna happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so experience. Yeah, you have experience, which we're 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 working on that experience because you're yeah. 27, we're 29. So yeah, I dig it, man. Because you're the same age. Yeah, yeah. y'all cousins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Like, we're like three yeah. weeks apart. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's crazy. Yeah, but um, I think everything you're putting out is amazing even your energy man like just everything you're saying about keep working i think that's what people need man like people are so used to uh, again getting like the disturb artists which is great like we all we all are disturbing away it, it doesn't have to be that first phase you put up though you yeah. can be confident you can be you know you can be everything you want to be and i think that's i need that other people need that i know i'm not the only one to see that and like i can be like that too you know i don't gotta be I don't yeah. gotta resort to to drugs, you know, hard yeah. drugs. Because I mean, I, I smoke too. Shit, yeah, you know? like we all do. So, yeah, I like that. <laughs> like, I think that's. I think that's what we need. I think yeah. we, the whole yeah. world, country needs that. Yeah, you, you gotta know thyself. Whatever you're doing, you gotta know how to yeah. how to bring yourself back to the middle. Whatever it is, yeah. you know. And unfortunately, people like DMX is that know how to come back to the middle. Yeah, but you, see, man. you know, I, I would never say things like, "Oh, he should know how to." Like, I mean, oh, if you know an addict, you know that's a no. really serious thing, and it's hard to get back to the middle, especially when you have a career like that, when everybody used to telling you yes and, and you can always make money. Like, he can do a show anywhere in the world, too, and, like, 30,000 people are going to show up. So, yeah. I mean, what you know, it's also about access. He just had too much access, I think, and so, oh, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I see a lot of art, just the same as rap. Like, Jay yeah. said he never smoked, never did anything. I get it, because you were doing that. I understand if DMX wanted to do, you know, different types of shit, because... That's what was probably presented. Got him through, exactly. and, and everybody's different, man. Yeah. Like it's never gonna be like one fits all, you know. But, That's what I'm saying. I but, try to I try to stay out of the judgmental lane because I know artists that do all kind of stuff. And long as, as long as you can come back to the middle, exactly. You know, I do draw I do draw lines like on crack and you know meth and That's what I'm things saying. like opioids shit that can really kill you. I mean, but um, also I'm just not you know I'm, I I just try to be helpful if I can. But some people got to find out their own way, man. So. You know, it's a lot of trauma and pain. Man, life is just not easy, man. I'm just going to be honest, Mitch. So the fact that you, we can still be artists in this climate, to me, is just a blessing, you know. What advice would you give to any up-and-coming artists right now? Um, that's a good question. That's a lot of things I would say. But, I mean, one thing is don't stop. You know, don't, you know, surround yourself with a tribe of people that, that get your thinking and then they support that. Um number two um you know try to keep a job you know i mean it's really stressful to live just strictly off your art and so i think you should have balances and i think just being around normal people that even if i don't like it sometimes it still gives me an idea of like being grounded because i i get to see how people really navigate society because as an artist just in your studio you can get lost and you can start living in a fantasy world especially like artists that are, are, are really young selling their paintings for a lot of money like you can get really you know, off track, man. So I think it's good to be around, you know, some normalcy. Um, that's what a lot of older artists told me when I did, a, I did a, this record. I asked them, what would you tell young artists? And they all said to keep a job. This guy mm. said the, the, the bulldog has to be fed every day. And that's like, you know, bills and things that, you know, because you can be living off your work and say you sell a painting for 10 grand, but yeah, you didn't sell anything for three months. All that money is tied up. That goes, you got to catch up. So, mm -hmm. um, and what else, man? Um, I mean, ask yourself those questions. Like I said, why are you doing this? What am I doing it for? Who am I doing it for? Like, oh, you, I, you should always question your practice. 
um, just so you can keep it, you can keep grounded in what you said, what you're trying to say. Because um, once again, success and all this, all this fame, all these things get cloud the artist's judgment, whether it's music or visual art. So, um, yeah, just try to stay grounded, man. In a world where we have social media, which is is a tool, but it's also a curse. Oh, it's a big curse. What, uh, what advice would you give up upcoming artists with social media? Because it could Ooh. be very, um, it could destroy an, an up and coming oh, yeah, artist's ego. Like I said, look at social media like money. Money is a tool, and it's a byproduct of, of relationships. And so is social media. Like I, you know, for example, mine is just about art. I might show my daughter, my family, but I don't. I don't talk politics. I don't talk anything I don't know. I don't, all I talk is art on my page because that's what I do, and that's what I want to. That's what I want the world to see. Mm-hmm. Everything else is private, mm-hmm. and I think like privacy is a new luxury. That's a new like wealth yeah, right there. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. People not knowing things about you and like only your friends know. That's yeah. cool shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to know everything about me, and I know they want you to do that, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm just an artist. I'm not a politician. I'm not anything else, so I won't give you anything else, you know. But that's how I feel about it. So I just try to keep that, like, really business and, like, really centralized on, on my business and not everything else. I don't, I don't do no wild shit on this. Like, that's, that is, you know, that is, that is for, like, people that know me. That's for behind the scenes. Gotcha. Cool. Man, I will. Uh, so before uh, – we end this. I wanted to say thank you, first of all. Oh, thank you, for man. Having you, having, you. For allowing us to come to your space and coming to kick it with you. No doubt. Um, I think it was amazing. And then I want to say thank you again because, again, I walk out with my creativity battery recharged. As yeah, always, when I speak to you, man. Um, and blessings, man, to you and your family. Thank man. you, man. And Same back, man. This is the way I like to spend my Friday. This is a great Friday. That's how you know you're getting old too. Like, nah, nah, I don't want to go out. I'm doing a podcast and I'm going to make some more paintings and go to bed. Nice, nice. I was looking forward to this, Me man. Too, man. Especially because, uh, man, I hadn't, I'm barely slowly starting to come out again. You get what I mean? Because my wife, you know, we had the little one and with the virus and yeah. all that. So oh, well, I do want to say that before we end. I want, I want to tell people to have grace with themselves. You don't have to be productive. Like, that's my coping mechanism, but that might not work for you. It's okay to do nothing. Yeah. It's okay to say, man, I'm going to like, I'm going to survive this and, 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 and come out this better. There's nothing wrong with that. What you did is perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know for, sure, for sure, for sure. I want the people, some artists, they're feeling guilty. That, you know, if, if they see my production, they might see that as something that they're not doing, but that's not what, how you should look at it. No, like, and it, it, you, t- you touch on something that me and my cousin were talking about last time, and that's why I bring up the social media thing. Yeah. Sometimes you could get trapped in this whole mentality of seeing others doing just stuff. Keep going, keep and going. it just become yeah, and it's just like, man, I'm not, I'm not putting something. And it's like, yeah. no, dude, it's your art. It's your creativity. Yeah, Put it whenever the fuck loud. you want. Don't feel yeah. like you have to. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, that's why I asked that question, man, gotcha. because I think people need to hear that, and I think it's important. You get what I mean? So... For me, that's it, man. Uh, thank you again for yeah, having man, us. No problem, man. Nothing but blessings and love, man. Thank you, man. Kevin, you got anything? hundred percent back everything you said, man. I, I I rarely feel it that way, you know? Like, oh man. Like even the resting, like every you're hitting all these points, man, that I agree with, man. And that's dope to see because I, I it just makes me enjoy the art a lot more, you know. Man, I'm telling you, that that is what I do it for, man. So thank you for what you're saying because that 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 recharges me too, man, because you know, you I'm, you made this for it. Uh, like I said, it's a frequency, man. Mm-hmm. The fact that we can talk and you get it and, and it, it resonates with you means a lot, man. So thank you. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Y'all make sure to check out the exhibition. Actually, uh, take yeah, us yeah. out, Robbie. Uh, let them know to when you're here and yeah, all yeah, that so good the stuff. The show is up to May 8th. Uh, it's uh, 4411 Montrose. 
Um, the, the gallery is named David Shelton Gallery, and I want to thank David Shelton for even allowing me to, to experiment and make this experimental lab residency in this gallery. Because, you know, this, this costs, man, you know, mm-hmm. so it costs to be, to be dark for two months and allow me to do this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and he's motivated by doing something different and being creative. So it's great to have a gallery on it that's not motivated strictly by money. Okay, dope. And so this is up to May 8th. It's called DNA. It's about my personal ancestry and then like just all the things that make me who I am. Uh, I want to thank Baba Ru Rob. I want to thank B Honey for like for helping tremendously with the show. Uh, I'm sure there's some more people too. I want to thank Ariel who did the set design. She's amazing. Um, I'm sure it's more people, but you know what? Can I tell them to follow me on Instagram and give them my... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that way yeah. you can know what programming. So the Instagram is Robert Leroy Hodge. Um, I know it's soulful. My, my dad is from the 70s. He's named me Leroy. I, I hate it. Some fisherman stole my name, which was the Hodge Show. But follow me at Robert Leroy Hodge on Instagram. You'll know everything you didn't know. And um, I'll keep you posted on, on Instagram. It's the best way to keep, keep updated. Bet, man. Thank you again. Y'all make sure to come check out this ex- exhibition. And make sure y'all give them a follow. Make sure y'all give us a like and a share on anywhere y'all listen. Um, Thank y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.